He never responded. All right, well, let's start the show. I already pressed record. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. okay. Welcome to the Malapert Smart Wrestling Podcast, the greatest wrestling podcast in the world with the most <clears throat> smartest experts of pro wrestling there is in the world. Oh, oh God. Let me introduce uh, my friend Vlad, the wrestling expert, the foremost am... wrestling expert, not Jim Cornette. <laughs> and then we got Robert, my uh, <laughs> my other good friend, and uh, he's uh, slowly marching his way towards that uh, Malapert Smark Hall of Fame uh, week after week with his impressive performances. Last week, featured in our uh, <laughs> YouTube short segments with his uh, wonderful rap about uh, how Harley Cameron sucked at rapping. But it's good to see you guys. We were supposed to have Brian on, our other friend. But uh, he did get back to me. He couldn't make it tonight, but he said he'll oh. try next time. But, uh, right. yeah, I was worried for because I was going to cut a promo on him about, you know, how he wasn't responding and all this stuff. And, you know, like The oh, Miz. Wow. <laughs> like, the on, Miz. like The Miz and Champa. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it's cool. So we, ha we had some uh, topics prepared if we had Brian on because it would have been more fun. But. <laughs> Uh, let's save those topics for next time. Sure. We're just let's just run through our weekly reviews that everyone's waiting for. All of our legions of fans that expected the show out today. We're recording this uh, a day later than we usually would. Uh, so last thing we haven't talked about was SmackDown from July 14th, which as we speak we've had another SmackDown today at July 21st. But we're not going to talk about that show today because I haven't seen it. I don't know if Robert saw it. Um, no. No, yeah, okay. Vlad said he saw some of it, but we'll save that for next time. For right now, let's just go backwards in our time machine. All right, everybody close your eyes. We're going back to last Friday to July 14th, and uh, let's go through this episode. You guys remember this? or was this is, When we get this far back, it's a little far in our rearview mirrors. It's, it's a little hard to remember some of it. The only thing I remember is the again the bloodline segment between Jay and Paul Heyman and, and oh, Solo. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. really... good stuff. Yeah, no Roman, I, I know. Yeah. No Roman last week, but uh, let's get let's get to some of the highlights. So uh, Charlotte and Bianca that started the show, and Charlotte yeah. uh, went up to Bianca, told her that uh, she wants the next title shot after Bianca supposedly wins it from Oscar at the end of the night. And uh, Charlotte was going to go home happy with the arrangement, but she saw that EO Sky was hanging around and uh, decided to uh, stay and make sure things played out the way they planned it, you know, so that she doesn't cash in and all that. And um, in the end, at the, the match, the um, Bianca and Asuka match, EO Sky did show up and Charlotte was ready to thwart her cash in, but she ended up uh, taking out Bianca by mistake. And that set up a potential cash-in situation, uh, but Eosky hesitated a little too long. Asuka arose, and she powdered out after she spit in Bailey's face. And the result of that match was uh, Bianca won by disqualification because Charlotte kicked her in the face. So I guess Bianca's still in line for another title shot, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But, uh, you know, all that stuff, the, the EO Sky cash-in, the waiting too long, you know, is, is, is that getting too old a little bit? Is that, is that starting to run its course? 
with these bit money in the banks or is it always going to be exciting do you think uh let's get some comments on the show how about vlad you started out uh well i think what they're trying to do with that <clears throat> is to create animosity between bailey and eo sky right that's like where it seems like it's going uh maybe break up that that group uh which i guess they you know they're kind of already there were, were three uh women group now they're just two women because of the injury to the other one and i say the other one not because i don't know her name i'm sorry uh i somebody could tell me later or whatever what the other member of damage control is i don't remember but nonetheless dakota kai dakota kai dakota kai thank you thank you um <laughs> so yes uh that's what that is for but overall it was it wasn't a bad segment to end the show like the whole thing or you know the match itself like there's a lot of moving parts and that kind of I like it when things are a little bit chaotic and a little messy, and I think that's as chaotic as WWE can kind of be at, at this point in time. So it was all right. overall, it was all right. All right, Robert, you remember any of this? Didn't I didn't watch that segment, but I think I could still answer your question. Um, I don't think it's gone on too long because didn't just didn't Money in the Bank just happen like two weeks ago? <laughs> um, but so yeah, I mean it's. I wouldn't say they, they've uh, this angle has been gone gone on too long. I I, I do think um, EO will eventually actually uh, cash it in, but the, I, but I do agree with Vlad that they're trying to build up the tension between her and Bailey. I, I don't know now though because I did hear that um, Bailey got legitimately injured in a like a house show. That's what I heard. I'm, oh. I'm not sure like how how severe that was. Interesting. Hmm. All I, right. I did not know. But yeah. So, all right. So no one's been uh no no one is tired of like fake teases for cash-ins yet. Okay. It's it's still exciting. Okay. I mean, I think I'm so. I mean, it, it was to me it was just like, okay, so she's everyone is wiped out, everyone is passed out, and she's just holding it. And it's like, okay, you know, are you going to cash it in or what? You're just going to like take too long and ruin it. So, it's, you know, you got to you got to live life with some conviction sometimes. You're going to do it or not? Just do it, you know? They're just, like, sitting there like, should I do it? Should I do it? Everyone is unconscious. Should I do it? <laughs> Anyways, I thought it was a little... The timing well, on when these... It, is... when, it's the, when it's the heel that's holding the briefcase, they generally, you know, hesitate, <laughs> I think. Yeah, because they don't want to um, ruin it and, like, so I'm not, blow, I'm not blow their chance. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. All right, well, let's move on. Okay, so let's see what else we had on this SmackDown. Uh... It was a week ago, so we're going to, like, you know, kind of do some broad strokes and cover. So there was that segment that Vlad talked about where Jey Uso come out and uh, cut a promo about the situation with the bloodline and everything. And he got interrupted this time just by uh, Heyman and Solo Sokoa. No Roman last week. So they had, like, a long, deep, deep talk. Uh, this was Solo's first words in the whole angle, I think, right? You guys ever heard him talk before that? I thought he did a good job. Maybe, um, maybe like a little bit, but yeah, like he really. Um, ever... And uh, before he debuted in the main roster, I, he was in NXT for a short while, and I do remember him saying some stuff. He 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 didn't talk much though, not even in NXT. Yeah, yeah, no, he talked in NXT a bit, but I'm saying since the main roster, mm -hmm. yeah, I heart, I don't think I've so, even yeah, heard since him the talk. main roster, no. Well, all right, and then this ended with like a physical fight, and they ended up getting physical, and uh, Jey Uso got the better of Solo, which made sense. He's he's the 
he's the superior guy here. He's the elder. He's the veteran. So they let him go over and Solo pow powdered out, as they say in uh, wrestling terms. And then uh, if you got, I mean, that was a good segment, obviously. It set up well, t tonight's segment, which is, you know, going to be more interesting, I think, with Roman and Jay setting up their fight or whatever it's going to be. But if you have any comments about last week, go ahead. I was Glenn. just going to say, we're not going to mention how Heyman took a bump. I mean, that's <laughs> how he got super oh, yeah. he Terrible bump. It was like, yeah. a, it was like a, a walrus falling to the ground, you know. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I'm a big Paul Heyman fan, but yeah, obviously he's a big guy, you know, bulky in that sense. You know, I'm trying to be nice, you know, about it, you know. But it, you know, it's always fun when I see Paul take a bump. You know, I mean, it's so rare. I think he's like maybe taken two or three bumps in like this whole time that he's been with Roman. So that was that was, you know, it was kind of interesting that he took one for for Jay with a super kick, you know. I mean, he's taking crazier bumps than that. He took the one at, at uh, right. when, when did they fight? Uh, Roman against Brock, and he got F5 yeah, he went, to the table? the table, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I think that's the only, one I I could, that. the only other one I could think of. I, I couldn't think of any really other ones. I've uh, seen him go to the ground. I can't put my finger on when, but I've seen him get punched or things like this. But, yeah, he never really falls down that good. <laughs> so what do you expect? <laughs> he's really big. Well, I, I didn't think it was, like, the worst bump. I just thought it looked kind of funny because he's so okay i'll say he's fat okay <laughs> not fat yeah. shaming but he is fat he's given up he's given up on trying to stay in, in any type of shape but yeah, i think I mean, it... if, you look, if you look at him like 30 even 20 years ago he was not this big obviously so yes in a sense he has kind of given up staying in shape well it works for his for his character he's supposed to be this slime bag type of like yeah. penguin character you know they it just yeah, it look it makes it, it makes him look like a character that I don't know so yeah. it makes it in this case being fat makes him money so whatever I mean, yeah. <laughs> as long it as he doesn't die is good good for him yeah. but uh, uh let's see if we don't got anything else we'll move on to L A Knight he he came out cut a pretty simple promo you know staking his claim to the U S title because he's gonna be in this little tournament <laughs> and I think people are expecting him to win it probably or at least get into a feud with austin theory and see what he's got so um not gonna say much other than just again enormous enormous huge pops everyone is trying to really will this guy to get into a good spot on the roster but moving on uh things i'm gonna skip i guess i'll just roll over these if anything that you guys think you want to interject uh, but these are things I wasn't going to get into from SmackDown. Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly. Uh, Shotzi goes nuts and cuts off her the rest of her hair after Bailey and Io cut off only a little piece of it the week before. So, you know, I don't mind this. I actually kind of dig this, but I'm just not going to get into a deep, deep discussion about it here. Only because on you, you dig crazy chicks. That's why. <laughs> like AJ Lee. I like me some Shotzi. You know that. You I, know that. Yeah. Uh, the Santos Escobar. Oh, <laughs> yes, thanks, Vlad. Thank you. Kayon likes crazy chicks. Yes. Let uh, it be known. Uh, Santos Escobar again. Another another win. Uh, he's gonna be in that. He's in that U.S. title tournament, so he might bump into L.A. Knight later on. And then another interesting segment was Lashley showed up in a limousine very briefly to pick up the street profits so that seems like it's going to be a new partnership 
I guess. So they might do something with that. But anyways, that was SmackDown. You see, a lot of things I listed that I skipped. Some things were good. You know, I guess that's WWE for you. You know, some things are okay and a lot of skippable things. So fine with me. I just skipped them. But um, exactly. <laughs> let's move on to AEW Collision. July 17th, Saturday. Uh, FTR versus Juice Robinson and Jay White. Two out of three falls for the AEW Tag Team titles. Um, let's just, I'm not going to go through this because it was basically an hour-long match. It almost hit the hour-long time limit. But I'll just say a couple things. Uh, Jay and Juice won the first fall. So they went ahead 1-0. Then FTR bombarded Jay White with literally everything imaginable. But they just couldn't score a, a fall off him. Right? It's, this made Jay White look pretty strong, which as Robert was talking about last week, that uh, he, he was kind of disappointed in how they booked Jay White. But they made him look like a like an, like a machine here. They, they hit him with everything. The pinfalls didn't come from Jay White. They were from Juice. So right. I think they made him look a little almost unrealistically strong, personally. Um, but anyways, right at, this, right at the point where this match was going to hit the hour time limit mark, um, FTR ended up scoring the pinfalls. I thought it might be a tie because they, once they say five minutes left, it's, it's hard to finish the match within five minutes. But um, I found myself a little sad at the booking, at the at who won, just because I kind of got invested in it, you know, after watching two hours of these guys fighting. But stellar match. Um, let's hear some thoughts. I'll start with Robert uh, this time. How about you? Uh, Juice I... and Jay White versus FTR. I loved it. It's, um, it's a... I would say for now, it's it's one of my favorite matches of the year. Absolutely for uh, tag team matches. Absolutely, it's got to be like top five, probably top three. It's it was amazing. Do you um, think the right people went over? Man, because the FTR has been on a roll for a long time. They've been like the best tag team for I don't know how many years now. So it's hard to say that they the the um right team you know didn't go over but i i don't know i i, I wasn't upset with the the booking um i will say the the finish i would say was probably not as exciting as last week's but given like you know where where the match was taking place it was in you know in canada it made sense that you know to end the match with a um sharpshooter so i was i was cool with it even though i didn't feel like the finish was as exciting as last week's um some things to know i i really i really liked how um at one point jay white um teased the audience as if like he was about to do this, the sweet chin music on i forgot which one of the ftr members it, it looked like he was about to do Shawn michaels move on on him but then ended up doing the sharpshooter instead that was i thought that was cool <laughs> i didn't even realize that <laughs> i didn't even read it oh I, I thought that was cool um but yeah, I mean, I I really love the match. Like, I I hope this isn't the last time they fight each other. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't mind them going at it again. I mean, why why uh, not? I mean, they, I'm not. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I would I would want them okay. to, but I think after two matches, what more can you get out of this? I mean, Vlad, what I mean, do you okay, think? Okay, not 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 necessarily next week, but I'm saying yeah, like, yeah, later okay, on yeah, it could come around again someday. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, if it came around someday again, I think that would be uh that would be good. Maybe if the if Jay and Juice won some kind of tournament, 
to get another title shot. But uh, uh, Robert, if you're done, we'll go to Vlad. Yeah, Robert's done. Uh, well, it was a great match. There was, there, I mean, both matches, you know, the last two weeks have been stellar. I have a slight criticism, and I don't know but being, like, my match of the year. I, it was a great match. I don't even know what my match of the year is, to be honest with you. I'd have to really do some thinking about that. But the only problem with these almost hour-long matches is the way they have to kind of have a slow pace to start which I understand you have to pace yourself when you're going to about to basically go Broadway. Right. So I understand that, but I kind of like the flow of their match two, uh, two weeks ago better, you know, it just was better pacing, better flow. Uh, and you didn't, cause they knew they were going to go for a while, but they knew that, you know, they didn't have to go an hour, you know, basically, but overall it was a great match. I think the right team did win because, you know, FTR is finally, finally in a good feud with a tag team. You know, yes, they've been the tag team champions, but they haven't really been doing much of anything or anything of relevance or anything exciting or anything interesting. They were just prior to this, they were with uh, Jeff Jarrett and, and Jay Lethal and 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 that goober troop that he's with that those guys are with. So now he's they're in a real feud with really two good wrestlers on not, you know on collision. Way too early to take the titles away from them. Um, so I'm fine with the booking. Amazing match, great work. Across the board, tremendous job by everybody. Um, I'm trying to think if there I had any other criticisms. I think maybe just winning on the sharpshooter, I think it kind of fell flat to me a little bit. After everything those guys had been through, kind of losing on a sharpshooter, eh, you know. And also agree with Kahan's main point that, yes, I mean, Jay White, they made look like he was like the second coming of Jesus in this match. He came yeah. out of everything. He <laughs> yes. was just getting... I mean, they put him every finisher on this guy. And he was kicking yes. Out. It was like almost Orange Cassidy style. Yes. It was ridiculous, you know. <laughs> uh, but I understand that, you know, they're trying to make, you know, maybe make up for like really terrible booking that they had him with in the beginning. And actually, he is a capable wrestler, which I wasn't sure when he first, I thought he was going to be part of that, uh, you know, dynamite crew over there in the league. But no, he's actually a very capable wrestler, which uh, those guys are not. So that's, Good to see. He's he's very good. So other than that, I might have some other minor criticisms, but what what's the point of even saying it was a great match, and this was definitely the highlight of the show. Again, they stole the show. I go back to back weeks. I'll leave it at that. So no five stars then, I guess. All right. I would probably say four and a half. Four. And okay. And a half. Yeah. yeah. All right then. Let's move it along. Let's move it along. We got a little bit more to go. Uh, yeah. after this, we had Ruby so uh Soho versus Willow Nightingale for the final of the Owen Hart Cup. Uh, the ending I thought was a little sloppy. Uh, Willow ended up winning after Ruby tried to get the spray paint, and then she tried to spray her in the face with it, but you know, it looked like she obviously wasn't close to trying to spray her in the face, and then ended up getting uh pounced. I think was the final move that ended the match. I don't know. I'm not going to give too much thoughts on this. I didn't think it was perfect, so I'm not going to give it uh, really much comment other than uh, to ask you guys if you want to comment anything. But if not, I'm going to move on to QT Marshall. All right, then. QT Marshall uh, went into Powerhouse Hobbs' locker room looking to apologize for costing him his match last week, which some people thought hopefully would be the end of that whole thing. But, you know, they didn't really tell us yes or no, whether it's going to end. It was weird. 
Yeah, I don't know if you remember, Vlad. Hobbs said to QT, yeah. remember, your word is your bond. And then he kind of slapped him on the chest and left. But like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? Okay, whatever. I, don't, I really don't want any cryptic things from mm. this angle on. I just want it to end. But, uh... uh... <laughs> Exactly. You, you made, well, you got the second part right. Like I was about to say, like, are we even talking? Why are we talking about this? I don't but, know. Okay. I'm just yeah. going. I'm going through everything in wrestling from the last week. Okay, fine. I'll move on. Uh, Mal <laughs> Malachi Black and Brody King against some jobbers, which was just a vehicle to get Andrade out in the middle of the match, and he's trying to get his mask back. But referees stop him at the entrance ramp. These like unstoppable referees that he couldn't get through. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I was he, gonna mention that. Yeah, he didn't even try to to like power over them or anything. They just kind of they were like, no, Andrade, no, please, please stay right here. Okay, and then he that's yeah. that's what he did. So I guess he really doesn't need that mask that badly. It's so not that important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let me move on. Uh, other than that, we had uh, the main event. What was it? It was uh, Ricky Starks against uh, CM Punk for the final of the Men's Owen Hart Cup. And in the end, Starks ended up using the ropes as leverage to get the pinfall, leaving Punk stunned. And uh, seemingly, Ricky Starks turns heel in the process here as uh, he goes up the entrance ramp to accept his Owen Hart Cup from Jushin Thunder Liger, who came out to present it to him as the guest celebrity and he just kind of grabbed it hastily and ran away with the cup so hard-fought match more interestingly though is the booking here robert what do you think of of uh, ricky starks winning over cm punk um i would have preferred cm punk winning <laughs> um that's that would have been my personal choice but i, I don't know i um he didn't win cleanly so i guess you know they still protected Punk, kinda. Yeah, uh, that's but true. But I, I still would have, I still, I still would have preferred um, Punk winning it. Um, I, I just uh, thought it was awkward. Like the 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 fans were still cheering him, even though he he did a heel turn. That's how much they the fans didn't like Punk. I thought I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, um, it depends on yeah, the town, I, I guess. Yeah, he's he's not Punk's not gonna get any love in Canada. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. What about Vlad? Uh, let's hear your thoughts oh. about Ricky Starks winning the yeah, Owen yeah. Hart Cup. You know, maybe it's more useful to him than CM Punk. I don't know. I'm trying to I, see the reasoning here. I think that's right. Well, it depends, right? Because I don't think Punk needs it, but are, what are they going to do with Ricky Starks? Like, are they going to elevate him now because of this? Are they going to do something with him? Is he going to be, like, a top heel? I mean, if that's the – or whatever. If he's going to be elevated from this, yes, it might be good booking. If, if it, nothing comes from it, which sometimes happens in AW, then yeah, it was kind of dumb. Why not just have Punk win? Because he's obviously the more established and, you know, more popular, more known wrestler and, you know, whatever the case may be. But it just depends what they do with it. So I guess that will... How about we'll Punk it. versus Starks? Um, I mean, possibly. That could be some direction that they go. I don't know. I think it that depends. would be good. I would like that well, idea. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think Starks is a better heel from what I've seen of him than he is a face. He, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he's he's okay either way, but he's definitely a better heel. Uh, as far as 
Punk. I thought he got like a mixed reaction again in Canada. He's not well liked, but I think there were some mm-hmm. fans that were cheering for him. Uh, he did a, you know, it. Was a, it was a good match. They did some good work. But I have to be honest, by this point, I was kind of wiped because of watching an, an hour match. And I was <laughs> really invested into that match. I have to say yeah. that's like I, I, it's not one of those where I was kind of casually doing something and watching it. No, I was watching it like really thoroughly, you know. So I was pretty wiped by then because that that match took a lot out of you. That was very that opening match took a lot out of you. So it was a good match. I think the booking is to be determined, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I don't think it like doesn't it doesn't do anything for Punk to like that he lost or if you did if he did win. So I don't think it hurts him one way or the other. All right, all right, cool. So let's move on to one thing I'm going to mention real quick is these uh, this show that they put on sometimes. It's called Battle of the Belts. It was right after Collision. I know we don't really got to get into it too in detail, but I guess we could just ask your uh, general thoughts about how it's been since it happened, since they've been having it. I mean, basically there hasn't been one title change on this show in seven seven iterations of the AEW battle of the belts that's what i was talking to with vlad on the other day the other day on the phone and uh it, it's very predictable they're matches that you know they're almost kind of not squash matches but you know matches where you kind of can tell that the champion's going to keep the belt um robert what what is with this did you watch this a waste of time to you or what okay a couple a few things so this is probably only the second Battle of the Belts that I've seen. I can't remember what the other one was. So I, I'm not too familiar with like the, the pattern of you know how these programs play out. Um, and number two, this this is going on like the third hour of wrestling following two hours of collision. I was kind of bored at this point. <laughs> so I didn't really care much about what was going on. I still watched it, but it was just like, uh, whatever, <laughs> just to see what happens. and. I wasn't Vlad, really too impressed by anything. Vlad, listen, we need you to cut a promo here to give us a highlight for the oh, week to put oh, on it, on Instagram. Oh, no. The pressure. Oh, the pressure. Come on, I'm Vlad. Like, well, Battle of the Belts is pretty worthless. Let's start with that. <laughs> it is worthless. But, but, and the funny thing is the premise of it, you know, as I mentioned to Kahan in, in our chat and like maybe a text message or whatever, that it's supposed to be like Clash of the Champions. You know, that's where it's kind of based off in WCW, the old NWA, WCW thing. Clash of the Champions. <clears throat> Clash of the Champions was were always great shows. They were o- always like pay per view quality shows that were given to fans on uh, local TV or whatever, like you know, cable TV. Uh, yeah, pay per view quality matches, you know, type of thing. Pay per view quality matches, like Ric Flair versus Sting or whatever, right? Something like that. Let's say uh, yeah. for the whole title. As the this is an title. insult to that. Hmm. Yeah. It, this you know something like that. Whoever like Dusty Rhodes versus uh, Tully Blanchard for the TV type. I don't know whatever you want to say. Like whoever, right? All those guys in the in the NWA, WCW guys that wrestled on Clash of the Champions. They know those guys. Those were pay per quality matches. And what is this? I don't know what this is. This is just like uh, <laughs> this is just like kind of like Rampage, but like but the other the funny thing is. It's, they have so many belts that they could just say like battle of the belts and it's for all these worthless titles right so i don't know dude i mean i i, I can't really cut a great promo on this because it's so worthless that like it doesn't even deserve like a gym i mean promo. you're not mad at them for no. wasting your time Damn. i mean yes but i'm saying these things are worthless and i, and I forward but you know i forwarded through it but you know to get through it 
but what else can you do? I mean, it's, this is the shows that they want to present for some reason. I, I have no All right. Why. Why not let me just let me just go through uh, the results. Orange Cassidy defeated Lance Archer for the international title by a countout. Tony Storm defeated Ty Valkyrie, defending her women's title. And then Martha Hart, they did the uh, presentation of the Owen Hart Cup trophies to the men and the women. And a belt. Why do they give out a belt? You guys, you guys is that, does that bother anyone? It's not like they're going to defend it. No, I agree. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's just like something to put on the mantle. But a trophy What's is enough, I think. What's one more belt? Tony Khan loves the belts. <laughs> we just talked about the battle of the belts. Put another belt on somebody. Robert, yeah. Where, where's your belt? Why didn't Tony Khan send you a personal belt? I'm gonna make belts I'm for you guys. Still waiting for it. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm we like... deserve belts too for just for watching these shows. We deserve belts, but nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The the last match on this was uh, Luchasaurus defending Christian's TNT title against Sean Spears. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of Christian interference gave Luchasaurus the opening he needed for a clothesline to the back of the head, and Sean Spears fought valiantly. They they didn't make him look like a jobber or anything. He you know he he looked like he was competing, so I guess he's back. They're trying to give him another run. But anyways, all right, that's that. That was Battle of the Belts uh, from uh, July seventeenth. That was right after Collision, back to back at Eric. Let's go on to Raw. From July nineteenth, Monday, which Robert says he watched. Woo! I actually watched a raw episode. Yeah. This is the first. Oh How did you do this? It? Is the first episode? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> this this was the first episode of Raw that I've watched in full since um, the Raw right before WrestleMania. Yeah, it's been that long. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I understand. I understand. All right. Well, listen. The first segment wasn't that bad. It started out with Cody coming out That's to right. challenge. Uh, Brock Lesnar for a third match, uh, a rubber match, I guess, at SummerSlam. And he says he's not going to leave till he gets an answer. Lesnar initially doesn't come out, but right when Cody's about to leave out the back, that's when Lesnar, I guess, appears in the back. They fight mm-hmm. off camera. Brock then beats up Cody in front of his mother at ringside uh, before he accepts the challenge for the match at SummerSlam. So, thumbs up for me on this one. Uh, Vlad? Oh, definite thumbs up on this. This was okay. Really All right, segment. so Raw doesn't suck so bad then, does it, huh? <laughs> okay, but how long was this segment, and how long is the show? And how long is the show? You know? uh, so yes, this was a good segment. I'll do it really quick. Good segment. Got the point across. Everything was really well done. Cody was cutting an emotional promo to start because he was, I think, at home, right in Georgia. So he was, I think, emotional that his mom was right there, and I think that added to the the heel and the heat that they wanted to get Brock Lesnar to get when he attacked him. So well done across the board. They, they did everything they needed to do to get the program over. So good job. All right, Robert, how about you? Give us an assessment of this cool. opening segment. <clears throat> Great segment. Um, but just personally, like after their, after their SummerSlam match, whenever that is, um, I kind of want the feud to just, end <laughs> I, yeah. I want cody to move on to like a different feud different angle because I, th- I think it's gone on for quite a while already so yeah but, yeah, but, the, but just the but this segment on, on its own was it was pretty cool i liked it yeah all right well we'll probably have more chances to talk about where they can go with cody from here or you know i'm sure he'll get distracted by something else but you know it's just a matter of what it's gonna be uh moving along 
Uh, Rhea Ripley had an altercation with Raquel and Liv Morgan in the back. And uh, this injured Raquel Rodriguez ahead of their tag team title defense. And Rhea just kind of butted in on their interview just to mess with them. She's been kind of at odds with everybody. And she's kind of trying to run rough shot and show she's, you know, the boss of all the women and all the men, basically. But uh, so this uh, this comes back later. I'll, I'm, I'll put it on hold, but I'll, I'll, I'll uh, jump to the Judgment Day promo next. Because uh, Rhea joined her other Judgment Day members and marched to the ring to cut promos. And as uh, the crowd was booing Dominic Mysterio, you know, mercilessly. Dirty Dom. Yes. <laughs> Dirty Dom, excuse me. Uh, Sammy and KO. Music hits and they get on the Judgment Day's case just to be baby faces. And this leads to them making a match for the tag team titles on this very night against Damian and Dominic later on. So... Um, moving along though so the tag title match that we mentioned earlier uh, Raquel and um, Liv Morgan they're going to defend against Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green the doctors had to check on Raquel uh, cleared, they cleared her to wrestle even though she was visibly hobbled so I was kind of surprised at this booking but Chelsea and Sonya did win and they are the new tag team champions I thought they were just going to like use the injury angle to make Raquel look good and you know that she defended even though she was injured against the likes of Sonya and Chelsea but I guess they've actually liked Chelsea Green since she's come back I thought she's been really good I was talking to Vlad about how I've been impressed with her she actually you know amuses me and you know she looks great so uh, I like this booking and uh, I guess it's gonna set up Rhea versus Raquel which is also kinda good so uh, any thoughts on overall Vlad uh, I guess if you want to say anything about Sonya and Chelsea or uh, Rhea and Raquel coming up, possibly. I mean, I think, yeah, two things. Uh, the Raquel-Rhea, I'll start there. I think that's why they took the titles, tag team titles off them. They want to build that feud. I think that might be, I'm assuming, the SummerSlam match. I, since I don't think Rhea has an opponent now, right? No. So I think that probably will be it. And it's going to be a good one. Those are, you know, I think both are pretty good, you know, good workers and Rhea is one of the best in the world but um, you know so it, it, you know it's only going to benefit Raquel to be in the ring with her uh, in, in this type of feud in a you know pretty big you know SummerSlam is one of the big premium live events you know historically so we'll see uh, as far as the tag titles I mean I, I, I did like that you know that it went to I think both Sonya and uh and what's oh God? What is her first name? Chelsea Green, or the Chelsea. or or as uh, the the ring announcer says it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Do you, do you guys notice that every time they announce her voice, announce her name, how they say her name? No, I, I, they don't I say don't it. Know. You don't. You guys, I'm the only one who recognize. Like the the ring announcer always says it the same way every time she goes Chelsea Green. You guys don't notice oh, no, that? I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> I did not. I probably forward through the announce, you know, announcing when they come out. So I never really. Hear that, but I like them both. Um, uh, and I think that, you know, it's good to have like heels sometimes as champions, plus, like, really, what were Raquel and Liv doing with the belts? Not much, so this is this is all fine for me. All right, Robert, you got any comments about this? Yeah, um, so that that kick to the leg that Rhea did on Raquel, that's one very overpowered leg kick. She should, 
she should uh, establish that as a part of her moveset in, in her matches if, if it's that strong to injure her opponent's leg. Yeah, especially um, considering yeah, um, it didn't even look like it was close to have landed. Like, I guess the wind right. from, like, she blew the air, like, of the wind, and it kind of just I'm, hit her I'm knee. Saying, man. Uh, that's it's <laughs> an over, uh, overpowered technique. She got to utilize that in matches from now on. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I do remember that um, Rhea Ripley and Raquel had a feud when they were still when they were both still in NXT. <laughs> so I guess um, they're yeah. no, did, Robert. Did, you did, would did, know did, that. Oh, okay. I guess I'm no. Not, I don't. I don't know okay. that. I I was not watching yeah. that closely at that point. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a good. That's an interesting fact, though. Yeah. So so they. they I'd like have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Yeah. They did have a rivalry in NXT. I, I'm. I don't know if it's gonna be brought up um, during their um, their feud on Raw, but we'll see. Um, but there is history there. But I, I am looking forward to see how that progresses. Uh, but in, in NXT, like Raquel was, um, they they made her appear like well, as like one of the very few women that look like you know, as far as like physical attribute that attributes that can actually match Rhea Ripley. Um, right. In, that makes in sense. NXT, they they made her appear that way. I, I don't know if they're gonna do the same here uh, on the main roster. We'll see. All right, cool, cool. All right, so let's move on to what was a interview that uh, Seth Rollins was doing with somebody, like a sit down <laughs> interview. What was and, he uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, every time with that. <laughs> but okay, uh, so Finn Balor interrupts the interview, gets all gets in Seth's face, all serious. And uh, he says it's not over between them, and he wants another match, and um, that he wants to do what Seth Rollins did to him, which is basically hurt him, take his title, laugh at him, and alter the course of his career. I'm like, okay, that's that's some serious serious uh, goals right there. I thought it was a nice serious moment, actually, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, this ended up with uh, Finn Balor attacking Rollins and leaving him laying there. So. I can't. I'm. I'm not gonna say anything bad about this segment. I thought it was the best thing that they've done in their whole feud. Anybody have a yeah. comment about this? Yeah, uh, real quick. Cool. Uh, I'm not gonna say a lot about it either. But yeah, it was serious. It was not any of that Seth Rollins nonsense that usually goes into his segments, where they're singing and and humming the the theme and and whatever have yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was a serious moment. Yeah. And I liked it. It was. It was good. They were. It's supposed to be. They're fighting for the title, and they have a supposedly personal history and some hatred. It's not supposed to be fun and games. It's supposed to be serious if that's the case. So I liked it. Robert? I thought it was really cool. Um, well shot, too. They they chose some, some really good camera angles. Uh, they made it look pretty intense, so I loved it. Alright, we're getting some good, it, seemingly wow. good reviews for Raw here today. Let's, <laughs> let's move along. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it more than I expected it to. Yeah, it's usually got at least something. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be amazing yeah. all the way through. But it's usually got something that was like, all right, it was worth seeing at least. So the main event was the tag title match that they set up earlier with Sammy and KO against Damian and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Finn Balor from the Judgment Day got taken out by Rollins as a continuation of this little angle that they've been doing. So he's gone. And then Rhea in the middle of the match gets taken out by Liv Morgan, who comes back just pissed off at the whole Raquel getting injured thing and them losing their titles. So she's gone too. Damien and Dominic are left 
alone to their own devices, so that's not enough, and Sammy and KO retain. Uh, Vlad was messaging me, Robert, during this match, saying that he was hoping Sammy and KO's reign would end here because he just hasn't been feeling it. Okay. Vlad? <laughs> oh, uh, well, this is my turn? Uh, yeah, no, uh, well... Yeah, I, have, I, have, I haven't really been feeling their title uh, you know, since they won the titles at WrestleMania. Well, what I do you they... want them to do? What What exactly would they be well, doing? They're just defending well, the it. Thing is, They're the champions. Thing is, well, the thing is, it, everything was going well for them when they were feuding with the Bloodline and the Usos mm. and the Roman and, and, and so I mean, the whole Bloodline stuff. When they were involved in that, that was great. Since then, they've been in like these weird angles with Kevin Owens kind of acting like kind of like he's insane or something. Like he just like has he's got a short fuse, yeah. Short fuse. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, this guy has a short fuse. Maybe he started it's smoking like, cigarettes. He needs a cigarette just, real bad or something. Yeah, like he has, <laughs> looking like he has really high blood pressure. He's gonna he needs to take it. He needs to take it easy, you know. Uh, but anyways. Um, I don't know, I haven't really, they haven't really done anything of interest to me as a, as a champion. They're just kind of like boring baby faces, to be honest. Well, let's, like, let's hear Robert's opinion about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think I wanted to see them lose, but I, I, I do think they've lost a lot of um, momentum that they had that, you know, when they were still feuding with the bloodline. Um, yeah, I... I think the the right team won, <laughs> I guess. Yes, um, because it, it was it was. Sorry, Robert finished. Sorry, Robert. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't time for Damien and Dirty Dom to get the yeah tag team championships just yet. Um, plus, like I think the the focus for da Damien especially is to um, at some point cash in that briefcase, and then well. Spoiler alert, something happens for Dirty Dom the next day, but uh, we can get to that later. Yeah, I'll get I'll get to that actually coming up next. But before we get to that, I will just mention that I think, uh, unfortunately, in wrestling, sometimes you have to just do the right thing, even if it's boring. And uh, Sammy and KO, they took, they took a long, long time to fight for those undisputed tag team titles. So sure. they just shouldn't, it's just for that mere fact, they should just get a run with it and just let them defend it for a while. Just give them like a number of months. I don't know. Name a number of months. Nine months, twelve months, whatever it is. Sorry. Just, just because when they lose, it has to be a big deal. It has to be a bigger deal than losing to, to on Raw in a match that just got made at the beginning of the show. So, I, I mean, I'll, I will fair. agree with you that yeah, a babyface run sometimes fall flat, but it's just something that needs to happen in my opinion. As a malapert smark and somebody who judges these wrestling shows as a as a fictitious written storyline, you know, I well, but I there's think there's nothing they can do for them. There's no there's no angle they can put them in that make it kind of interesting. They could feud with somebody. They're just coming out and acting kind of goofy, and that's pretty much them. I mean, they're quality workers, so it's not. Well, they beat the Judgment Day, didn't they? Beat the oh, what Imperium yes. too the other day. The, they've been having matches. I mean. Yeah, you don't want to put them up against somebody that's like too good to make them lose, you know? They they got to get a little run here. So, uh, I don't know. All right. I mean, yeah, we'll you're see. right. They they could they could maybe come up with some tag teams, but what tag teams are really out there in WWE? That's that's kind of another issue. But okay. Uh, well, look, before we move on to NXT, since you guys actually watched Raw, 
Uh, I know even with the three hours and uh, oh, here's some stuff I I didn't mention. Some the, the non-mentionables. Um, Gunther beat uh, Riddle for the Inter Intercontinental title. Viking Raiders against Alpha Academy in a Viking Rules match. Shayna and Ronda had a promo battle. And uh, Champa and Shinsuke Nakamura got involved with something I, I don't really want to get into. And Becky Lynch and Trish and Zoe were also on Miz TV. And uh, right. Becky Lynch wants another match with Trish. And I guess she'll... It, she'll get it, but she has to tattoo "Thank you, Trish" on her chest if she loses, right? Or she has to beat Zoe, and then if she beats Trish, she has to get a tattoo. <laughs> or, so, or she has to get down on her knees and say "Thank you, Trish." Yeah, well, that too, but that's not as bad as getting a tattoo. <laughs> okay. Oh, she, I, I didn't. I don't remember hearing the tattoo part. Yeah, she agreed to that too. She's yeah. like, "Okay, yeah, done yeah. deal. All right, whatever." Okay, so I think that kind of gives away the ending there, but whatever. All right, so with all that stuff, Robert, that we mentioned that we're like kind of, you know, stuff we don't even need to really get into that much, we saw some good segments too. How about a grade for WWE Raw the way we do for Dynamite? Well, uh, before I give the letter grade, because you, you did mention the Gunther versus Matt Riddle match, I, uh -huh. I do want to say that actually, um, I actually enjoyed that match more than mm -hmm. the previous match that they had in... Um, what, what was it? Money in the Bank, or I forgot when, or Night of Champions. I, I forgot. They they had a match right. just recently. They did. Uh, but, yeah, but but I, I think remember. but I think the match they just had on this uh, the the match that they had on this past Raw I, I thought was actually better. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, it I'll it, it was a good match, just predictable to me. I didn't you know expect Riddle to win, but anyways. I see. I don't know. B B minus. I'll get B B minus. B minus, huh? Not a bad grade. Okay. Yeah. Surprising. Not a, not a bad grade. How about Vlad? I think you're gonna give it somewhere in the C's. Yeah, I mean, all, the thing is, yes, there are, the stuff that we talked about specifically were good, right? It was pretty, pretty good stuff for the most part. Like we don't have too many complaints about them, but the stuff that's bad is just bad, like that Vikings match, whatever that was. I mean, there's, <laughs> there was like. It's what, a three-hour like, show, so like maybe well, an what hour. exactly? What exactly were the rules to that match? I did, I had no idea. I guess God, I didn't watch it. Like, yeah, I don't really know, but I guess it's like a no DQ match. I don't know. Okay. But um. But I I don't know. There's so much bad. So maybe like an hour was good, but or maybe an hour and I don't know. Could an hour and a half be good? Could half of it be good? I don't know. It's hard to say. But all right, Vlad, come on, just give it a gut feeling grade. You know, gut feeling grade. To not prolong the process, I'll give it like a C. Okay, I'll give it a C plus. How about that? C oh, wow. C plus and B minus. I didn't think it was that groundbreaking to give it a B minus, but it wasn't bad. All right, right. Uh, let's move along. We got um, NXT, which uh, we usually I'm, I wouldn't talk about Vlad to be honest. I really wouldn't put you through it because I know you don't watch it. But I don't know if you did see the one significant thing that happened on this show. If you didn't, I got a I got a video clip of it on our on right. our old TV. We don't watch much. I TV. do know that Dominic won the, this title in North exactly. America. Yeah, poor poor Wesley. He fought very <laughs> valiantly against all the men members of Judgment Day. Look at all four of them in here. <laughs> they had to get literally all four of them come to this little small stadium in NXT, and he took out Damian. But um, Rhea was there with the title belt, and 
Dominic Mysterio is going to be the North American champion. So he's got a belt. And I think the fun, to me, the moment of the week in wrestling was this one <laughs> with these fan reactions coming up right here, especially oh, yeah. the one guy. Well, there's these two. The one poor guy is this one right here with his hands. <laughs> God, well, yeah, that too. I mean, um, plus it's Dominic, man. Oh my god! But no, anyways, that, that's what, yeah, that's <laughs> so a pretty great reaction that I so, did not see. NXT um has got a bit of a ratings boost since uh the Judgment Day has been involved uh, last few last weeks. Week, yeah. So yeah. I actually I went through it and I started looking at um what what it used to be like before Judgment Day came up was around five hundred thousand. And then with the Judgment Day recently, they're getting closer to about seven hundred thousand, so like oh, six, big, high six hundred thousand. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, nice. that's a yeah. good, that's a pretty good jump. I remember when they when AEW got CM Punk and they jumped from about eight hundred thousand to a million, you know, yeah. for a good while. So that people were saying, okay, so CM Punk is literally good for two hundred thousand viewers by himself. So right. that being said, I guess you could say in that way, the Judgment Day is all good for almost about one hundred fifty thousand viewers by themselves i think that's a decent ratings move this day and age you know at least it's something that's yeah. not like they sent someone down there yeah. and nothing happened so right. got a few more viewers people really like Rhea and dominic too whether they want to admit it or not but this whole thing with dominic is is working not, out not that one guy <laughs> not that one guy <laughs> yeah but that's so phenomenal like he, dom is doing such a great job as like the slimy coward chicken shit heel type you know he's doing such a great job at it so give him full yeah. credit yeah and i give judgment day credit if they want to go up there if they want to go down to nxt and put in more work an extra day of week of work good for them at least they're not lazy i mean shit um, i like seeing it i watch nxt actually most of the time i just leave it on kind of I'm not really watching that closely but you know it's been nice recently i think it's given it a little nice kick so we'll see what happens with that um Wesley kind of should get a title shot back, but we'll see what happens. I don't. I have no idea. Anyways, moving along, let's get to the main event of the evening, uh, the AEW Dynamite review with the the highlight of the Malapert Smart Wrestling podcast. Our staple. We love Dynamite. <laughs> okay. I got my notes now. Dynamite is the most reviewable show in wrestling, just because they they really put themselves out there. You know, whether it's going to be good or bad, they they kind of. They try to be creative. They try to throw a lot of things at the wall. And uh, there's starting to be a major difference between Dynamite and Collision, which I think we're going to try to talk about hopefully next week if we can get our friend Brian on the air and have a bigger discussion about the split in AEW and, you know, people taking sides, people taking punk sides, people taking the elite side, just the difference and in, in just the general feel of how it's um, – it's kind of more chaotic and goofy on Wednesdays and more serious a little bit. Uh, different commentary crew on Saturdays. So we're going to have a more of a deeper discussion about this and see if this is good for AEW in general or if it's bad for them to be having this kind of like inner feud or inner squabble in a way. But we're going to hold that discussion. We're just going to talk about Dynamite today. So let's, uh, let's uh, start our review. Interesting start to the show today. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Hook. So it started with Jungle Boy coming out, and uh, they showed a video package of him, I guess, in some um, desert 
burying what his old persona, I guess, burying something. Yeah. He's burying the Jungle, jungle, the old jungle Boy. No yeah. Jungle Boy. Okay. All right. So you know, and then his new theme music hits. It's Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, which I gotta say, I like the selection. Uh, the Ninth Symphony is my favorite one, followed by the Fifth, and then the Third. Those are the only three that I listen to. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he came out with a new look. He's like shaggier, a little scruffier. Didn't shave. Didn't really get a haircut. And new tights, you know, long, long tights. He doesn't have those tidy whitey underwear type of tights. You know, like when Hogan turned heel, he also got the long pants look. You know, you can't be a heel and wear those little tidy whitey underwear type of things. So, <laughs> so he looks cool. I think he's got a good look. So hard fought match. Okay. Uh, the work, I don't know. I'm not going to say it was perfect. Um, but Jungle Boy wins after the ref bump. Uh, he hits him with the FTW title belt. Hook had scored a pinfall while the referee was down. But uh, Jungle Boy is the new champion. Sorry, Jack Perry, I guess. The the announcers just called him Jack Perry. Um, doesn't seem like he's Jungle Boy anymore. But anyways, <laughs> he won the Fuck the World title, and he could tell the whole world to fuck off now, I guess. But any, all right, I want to start with Robert this time. Uh, any thoughts on the new Jungle Boy? Jack Perry. Oh yeah, um, excuse me. It's gonna take so, me a while to get used to it. <laughs> so for, first off, oh, I I want to disagree with the, the music selection. I, I wasn't <laughs> a fan of it, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, the new look is cool. The the new attitude is fine, but oh, I just didn't like the music choice. Yeah, they don't have to pay for that. Um, oh well, yeah, true, true that. The match was okay. Um. I feel like like uh, Jack Perry. I'm not gonna call him Jungle Boy. Perry is carrying that for the most part. Um, and I actually don't mind the title change. I th I think it's uh it's good that they put it on. Uh, I was I was about to say Jungle Boy. <laughs> I I think it was actually good that they put it on um Jack Perry. And I I loved how pissed off Taz was about it <laughs> on commentary. Yeah, that was kind that of was a nice touch that he was there. Yeah. Uh, how about Vlad? Give us some thoughts about Jack Perry's new dark persona. All right. I want you guys to write this down. I'm going to say something because this is a moment in history. I'm saying something positive about Jack Perry. I thought okay. this was great. I thought this was very good. Yeah, right. I All thought right. he came out. He looked great. He looked very heelish. He worked heelish. I thought he had a good look. The match was pretty solid. And my favorite part, well, the theme, I'll, the theme, I'm not sure. That one could go either way. I'm, I'm not sure about the theme. I'm not. I could see pluses about it. Like, yeah, it's kind of interesting, you know, like a classical music type theme. I don't know. That one could go either way. But the best part is when they were counting the three, and Paul Turner was counting the three. The smile on his face, I have engraved in my memory. It was classic heel. I loved it. I loved it. I actually liked this segment a lot. They did a great job of, like, I thought he just did a great job of being a heel, so I was stunned, because I was prepared to, like, crap on it, because, you know, I always crap on Jungle Boy Jack Perry, but now that, now that he's just Jack Perry, I kind of like this. I like this. So, we'll see. One week, and I'm praising the guy as as, as his heel. Now that he's out of his car, he's doing some good work, you know? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, like, uh, right when he was coming down the entrance ramp on his on his ring walk entrance, telling the the crowd to fuck off and everything. <laughs> yeah, he cussed right in that guy's face. 
like f off you know all right he was yelling at kids too all right well okay i'm also gonna give it a plus i mean i think it, i think it's pretty good yeah i'm not not bad let's see what else they do with him exactly this is aw's also their problem is follow up following up on things so let's see what they do with them um but it looks like they're probably going to continue on with this ftw title feud with them too i guess because taz is part of it and taz is a, I, I honestly thought taz could have been a little more seriously angry personally and shivani god just I like oh, him. One thing, one thing about Shivani, real quick, that I did write down. This guy is talking through the, somebody's theme music the whole time. He's like, he's for like sentences, and he's going off and on. But dude, what? Nobody hears what you're saying, right? Like you're talking through the theme. The the sound quality isn't that great for AW as it is. The, this is not the production of WWE, right? So stop talking while somebody's theme is playing. Nobody hears what you're saying, bro. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. That was I just, little I just don't care yeah. what he says anymore. Like he, he sounds so fake and hokey, and all oh, he well, says yeah. is, "I'm just. This that's is so true. great. I'm so happy. I'm here." Like I, I'm so tired of Shivani. Like I love him. Just the voice of him makes is nostalgic, and it takes us back to our childhood. But he's so bad, you know. He, he doesn't have. Yes. He, he doesn't even, have. Even when, even when Sting comes out. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Sting. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one is when there was an attack in the ring and he was supposed to leave the ring and he still yelled it out. <laughs> like, dude, can somebody punch him in the mouth, please? All right. Anyways, yes. oh. Let's move on. Uh, so here's a situation that we're going to be coming back to, I guess, a couple times on the show. It's Alex Marvez, uh, sleuth, detective sleuth, tracking down Chris Jericho. And he's trying to see this important story to, to see if he's going to join the John, Don Callis family. And he sneaks into the restaurant where they're eating and he sees them eating together. He's like, wow, wow, got something here. Interesting. Okay. Moving along. That's going to come back, though. Let's let's go through the show in order today. Right, uh, right. MJF and Adam Cole have a sketch. I call it a, a sketch, a comedy sketch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam Cole uh, is telling MJF that he needs to learn how to face his fears. So he's going to take him out to eat spicy food because that's one of MJF's fears. I never heard that, but okay. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I don't listen close enough. So um, uh, they get, uh, they get, what do they do? They get drunk because uh, yeah. I guess they mistook the water for pure alcohol, which was kind of stupid because it's you, like you they didn't taste the difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, what the fuck? Okay. Well, they thought it was Chinese water. I mean, <laughs> okay <laughs> okay anyways so they kind of get drunk and you know they they can't handle the spiciness and they were gonna double clothesline the waiter and right. that was that i don't know I, I i think amongst wrestling fans that i hear that these sketches are kind of bad but their matches yeah. together are, are kind of good is what basically i'm i'm kind of gathering what a lot of people think um uh, well let's just talk about this sketch <laughs> <laughs> Vlad, are you uh, are you amused by these sketches still or what? It's kind of what I said I think last week. It's it's becoming problematic because it's your world champion and he's in these comedic sketches. Not to say there wasn't some entertainment and that you know there is a little bit because MJF is really an entertaining guy, so he could make anything kind of funny. But I don't know if this is the best way to kind of 
show the like if they actually do have like if they actually form a team or actual friendship or 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 whatever the case may be if somebody ends up turning on each other i don't know if this is the best way of presenting it through these comedy sketches where they're just doing silly things and then like yeah they're gonna attack the referee at the end of it come on i mean the referee excuse me the the waiter but anyways yeah come on yeah okay how, how about robert give us an opinion about these sketches these mjf adam cole sketches I actually found um, the sketch from last week. I found entertaining. Yes, this one, uh, I will so say much. that. <laughs> not yes. so much. No, this one was just eh. Okay. Because, yeah, because, uh, yeah, I, I I like the part from last week when um they were starting to play video games and then MJF like um he revealed that he has like no friends. That's why he's never played video games with. Uh, yeah, you're right. That was a little better. That was definitely better. That was better. But this. All right. Nah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get back to more MJF Adam Cole stuff in a second. Let me. Uh, let's move on to uh, Alex Marvez, uh, detective again on the Jericho Callis situation because it's so important. Everyone needs to know if Jericho is leaving JAS to Don Callis. Um, so he catches them arriving in the parking lot, asks them about it, and they just kind of laugh at him and make fun of him and walk away. Nothing again. Okay. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia against MJF and Adam Cole. So here we go. The final of the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament. The winner gets a, a title shot against FTR. So uh, my my, da- <laughs> my dad was here for this match. He was over at my spot. And I was watching, you know, wrestling, taking notes, you know, diligently on my computer, like it, like I was in school or something. <laughs> and Daniel mm-hmm. Garcia comes out, and my dad says, "Where the fuck did they find this motherfucker?" <laughs> <laughs> what, I've been asking that question for two and a half years. Nobody can answer. <laughs> and then to make things worse. This always happens when somebody's over randomly. Because, you know, Jim, our friend from the bar, Robert, he was at my house once. And he the only time I was watching wrestling with him, and it was Kenny Omega and that other Japanese dude that he's friends with, you know, pouring baby oil on uh-huh. each other and stuff. And that was like the only time that ever <laughs> happened. And then my dad's over and I'm telling him, hey, there's this new company, AEW. They're, they're going to compete with WWE. And then they have a dance-off in the middle of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, I was no. I was all about it. Because MJF and Adam Cole come out in matching jackets, you know. And uh, MJF is very happy to be with, in this, you know, friendship with Adam Cole. And uh, when Daniel Garcia does the dance, MJF is in such a mood these days that he's like, you're right, you want to have a dance-off? Okay. And they had a dance-off. A literal dance-off, man. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Daniel Garcia won the dance-off, and he was the best one of the four, followed by uh, Sammy Guevara, and then MJF, and Adam Cole was the worst one. So how about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to grade the uh, dance-off because it was – oh, sorry. Robert, did you want to go first? Yeah, you go right, first, no, you Robert. Go ahead, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I, well, okay, I'll say Daniel Garcia was – the best out of the four, but I yes. I would still put MJF over um, Sammy Guevara. I, yeah, personally, um, <laughs> I, I didn't think I didn't think Sammy Guevara was better than MJF. But oh, Adam Cole, what was 
That's yeah, boy, <laughs> boy, oh, oh boy. He made the music stop. Yeah. Like he made he made the record no. like s- skid. Hey, man, Vlad. He, the whole time I was watching this, I was telling my dad, Vlad is gonna rip this to shreds tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say that obviously I'm not gonna grade who's the better dance. I don't really care. I mean, was it was it funny? Yes. Was it incredibly stupid? And I'm not gonna say offensive, but I know there's some purists that will say this is offensive. Just to have this in the middle of a, a it's supposed to be like a serious, you know, right? The winner gets a tag team title match, and all of a sudden these four guys are having a dance off right as the match is about to start. Pretty stupid, pretty silly, but I can say when MJF started dancing that I did not laugh. So you know, it kind of works both ways. Yes, was it dumb? Possibly. Was it entertaining? Yeah. So I guess two things could be true at once. So I don't know. All right, let me move on from the dancing. No more dancing. Uh, so MJF, they have the match. MJF loves to tease that hot tag, right? It's like his favorite thing. He's like kind of making fun of the '80s, I guess, with these, uh, you know, tag team kind of type of old school hot tag type of matches sure. where they're just. So he really, really milks that. He's done that in every single match this in this tournament. Um, MJF did a dive, a tope suicida, which was a. a historical he moment he loved it <laughs> and he did okay. it really well i i wish i told you to pull up the, the his face when he did it because that did make me laugh a lot yeah. i'll put i'll put it in in a clip in post-production but okay, uh, okay all right so so adam cole pressured him into it and he did it so uh daniel garcia in the end takes the pinfall off the double clothesline so they didn't want to they didn't want sammy to get pinned he's he's one of the bigger guys here in this company remember <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I remember now. I remember now. Okay, okay. so uh, you remember. Yeah, to complete the uh, the story of uh, Chris Jericho and uh, you know oh, Alex yeah. Marvez and everything. So Jericho was on commentary for this match, which I forgot to mention. But uh, so he hits the entrance ramp and he wants to console his boys, Sammy and uh, and Daniel Garcia for losing, right? And he's at the right. entrance ramp waiting for them as they're leaving, and they just walk by him. So they're kind of they're kind of butthurt about this whole thing about him flirting with leaving the, uh, their group, the Jericho right. Appreciation Society, which I kind of feel them because it's like, dude, you they started a group where all we do is appreciate you and you still don't want to be with us. Like, damn. Okay, so uh, back to the ring. MJF and Adam Cole are still in the ring. Somehow Adam Cole gets his hands on MJF's title belt. He's like looking at it for a second, right? Which infuriated MJF because we all know nothing means more to him than this world title. So no joking around, right? When it comes to that that world title. So uh, he got visibly upset. He told Adam Cole, what are you doing? What are you doing? Adam Cole's like, no, no, I was just going to give it to you. We won the match. Don't worry about it. And the crowd is trying to tell him to hug it out because obviously a lot of people are into them being you know, friends. I mean, you know, I, I kind of think like a small part of me thinks that there is a percentage of the crowd that actually wants them to be friends. It's gonna and it's gonna be hurt when they turn on each other or whoever turns <laughs> on who. But anyways, so the crowd urges them to hug it out, and they do. But when Adam Cole turns around, MJF gives them this like really serious, mean, ominous look that we don't know what it means yet. But obviously, it means something. It's looking like they're not gonna be friends in the end. But <laughs> <laughs> and then FTR's 
music hits, they enter and they face off with their new number one contenders. Um, funny thing at the end was that MJF's music hit, and then Dax Harwood looked in the camera and said to Tony Khan, while you're playing their music, we're the champions, you should play our music. Right. Which, interesting, yeah. I'm not really sure about that though, because they just had a match, and they won their match, so I kind of feel like they should have their music played. But whatever. Anyways, let's go with thoughts about this whole segment and the match post dance off <laughs> vlad you go first <laughs> post post dance off great i don't have to talk about the dancing uh no it was it was pretty good it was a good match it was good solid work i mean the crowd eats these up the this tag team i mean they love that these two guys are together any and mjf is really good at like getting like a great reaction out of just like doing basic stuff you know like old school like you called it i don't know if he's you said he's making fun of the 80s tag team stuff i don't know if that's what he's doing or what the case may be but the crowd is into it every time like a massive pop every time he makes one of those hot tags or anytime he does like something like 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 two weeks ago when he power slammed big bill right that got a huge pop just for a a slam you know yeah anyways and the tope yeah you're right well the tope yeah the tope because you know, just his reaction, the fact that he doesn't do that type of stuff was pretty good. Um, I don't know, the, the tease as far as, who, you know, maybe MGF turning or who's going to be turning on who, I, I don't know yet where it's going. I still not 100%, but I guess we'll find out definitely by collision because something's going to have to give when they face FTR for the tag team titles. I mean, I don't Is think Is that this Saturday? Oh, well, it might be in two weeks. It might I'm be not sure. Weeks. I'm not sure be... when it is. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't catch that, but... I believe it's not this coming show. I think it's in the show after that, I believe. But, okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, either way, right. like that should be good. But And something's going to have to give there. But it, it should be a great match, and I'm looking forward to it. That's it. I'll, All right. How about that. you, Robert? You got any thoughts you want to give about uh, this blind eliminator tag team final and the fact that they're yeah. now the number one contenders and will face FTR? Hey, uh, well, I, um, I do want to say that I I enjoyed the match. Um, I, I especially love the moments when MJF and Adam Cole are pointing, each at, pointing at each other and yelling out double clothesline, and the fans were um, yelling oh, yeah. at them. Another that, that simple thing that's getting um, over. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's very over. So um, that tease of, uh, of um, M- MJF turning on Adam Cole, I... I felt like it was too soon because I mean mm. they just started their um, yeah you know interesting their, point their BFF friendship so and and they're they're really really over right now yeah so for yeah. for for that give it some time happen, I I felt like yeah I I felt like they they should have waited a bit for something like that to happen good point so, yeah at least make yeah. us feel like they're really really friends and make us like a little surprised that they're gonna that it's gonna end you know yeah it's it kind of happens a lot in wrestling, though, that it, things break up a little too soon these days, you know? It's not like the old days when uh, you're going to give them, like, five years to be partners before you break them up or something like that. So, okay. Yeah. I don't know. All right, let me move on. We got a couple more things to get to. Uh, There's a backstage thing here that I really don't think I need to even mention, but I will. It was uh, Darby Allen asking for a favor from Orange Cassidy trying to get a title shot for AR Fox because AR Fox helped him when he was homeless. Like, I'm so tired of Darby Allen mentioning that he used to be homeless. Like, honestly, I, I so don't care. 
It was your job. It's your, your fault you were homeless, bro. You could have got a job. Fuck. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> Fuck, what is he, like, too stupid to get a job or something or what? I don't I don't get it. Why was he homeless? I don't know. Okay, fine. Well, the, Honestly, he should feel sorry for me for having a job and paying rent. I think that's fucking harder than him living in his fucking car not having a job. So... I don't care about Darby Allen saying he was homeless. But anyways, Orange Cassidy agrees he's going to fight AR Fox. Fuck him. <laughs> Pretty rough. And, uh, K-Hon hating on the... <laughs> this is the story oh. from the K-Hon hating on the homeless. <laughs> homeless have it easy, bro. They don't, have, they don't have to work, you know? They're not paying yeah, rent. They, they live on the streets in the dirt, but they have it easy. I think they have it easier. That's just me. Anyway, let's let's not get started on our social talk. Let's go to go to my yes, other yes, podcast yes. for that. This is a wrestling, it's wrestling podcast. Continue, You're invited on my other podcast if you want to come on there and talk about homeless people. But anyways, um, I, I don't think I want to. <laughs> it's it's time, guys, for blood and guts. Blood and guts. Well, it was on Wednesday, but it's time for us to talk about blood and guts. So Justin Roberts introduces blood and guts with a great big smile, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. It's pretty funny. These guys are gonna murder each other, and Justin Roberts is out there laughing. So I'm not gonna go through this match in detail. Uh, we all know how these matches work at this point. War games rules from the old days. Everyone comes in one at a time. No one. There can't be an ending until um, everyone's in the ring. Which is kind of stupid, I think, because everyone knows the match is not going to end until all 10 guys get in. So that's kind of like just filler, beating each other up, you know. Um, so once all the entrants are in, you know, thumbtacks have been flying around already. There's thumbtacks everywhere. That's the kind of messed up thing about adding thumbtacks into a match like this is because, okay, you have it for one spot. But now there's thumbtacks literally everywhere for fucking everything for the rest of the match, which really sucks for those guys. Um I'm going to skip to the part where Moxley breaks out his bed of nails, which tripped the whole crowd out and everything. Um, <laughs> Omega was the first to, to bite it, but he got thrown into it. Um, Call- Don Callis is on commentary saying that was beautiful. He loved it. And um, so he, he got uh, body slammed onto it, too. Which I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what the hell that bed of nails was made out of. But um, Ibushi was the last to enter, and let's see, Moxley got slammed into his bed of nails, there was all kinds of madness, glass, thumbtacks everywhere, uh, Pack I had a good move, he did a double foot stomp, hanging from the roof of the cage onto a table, onto one of the Jackson brothers, I forgot which one, um, let's see, but the ending of the match comes because Pack and Claudio Castagnoli can't get along, and then Pack walks out on the team, which in turn turns into a massacre this match after Don Callis takes Konosuke Takeshita with him seeing that this is a lost cause he's like let's get out of here it's five on three now and then in the end Moxley surrenders to save Wheeler Yuta's life because he was about to get murdered so all right um I guess I'll start with Vlad let's get Vlad's take on blood and guts uh, what did you think of this match? Did you like it? Did you did you enjoy it? <laughs> did, was it entertaining to you? Boy, oh boy. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think the point that you brought up to start, where 
this is the match where if they did bring out all the stuff that they usually do anyways, the the weapons, the the the, 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 the I'm kind of surprised a screwdriver was not used because usually they use a screwdriver. I don't think a screwdriver was used. Well, they used a fork in this match. Moxley yeah. came in. Moxley came in, brought out a fork. He then brought out the glass. The the Jacksons, I think one of the Jacksons, I forget which one as well because I I can't never tell. I don't I don't even remember which one's which half the time. Um, brought out the thumbtacks, but he threw them from the, the top of the cage. That's another point I was going to make. Why is everyone leaving this cage? Like just like that. The whole point of these matches were that you can't leave. You're locked in. You're supposed to be locked in. You're supposed to finish out there. Everybody's just leaving and walking around. Doing God knows what, and then finally, Pack has had enough. He breaks through, he opens it, and he leaves. I don't know. Overall, it did have some good moments, and it was kind of entertaining, but yeah, it was also kind of dumb. And Moxley, of course, ruins it by taking it to the extreme, if you will, uh, every single time. But yeah, other than that, it was it was okay. It was it wasn't the worst thing I've seen them do. All right, Robert. Before I give my thoughts about it, what what about you? Were you in, were you entertained by this? Sorta. I okay. Um, I've seen a lot of you know war games matches and and NXT had some really good ones. Um, I think they they started that in WCW, right? I I never yeah. really watched. Of course, those, but, bro. Um, oh my god, I can't yeah, believe you yeah. don't even know that. That sucks. Uh, but I, I never really watched <laughs> any of those. But but I I know that's where that it started. But I've yeah. seen a lot of NXT War Games matches, and then um, I think there was a War Games pay-per-view in WWE, uh, or sorry, premium live event, my bad. Yeah, um, the last Survivor so, Series was a War Games. Yeah, yeah, there you go, that, that's what mm-hmm. it was. So I, I'm I'm judging this Blood and Guts match, uh, you know, based on the standards of what I've seen before, and this this didn't live up to what i've what i've uh seen before the the previous war games matches it, it wasn't that great um and also man they they made pack look like he's very sensitive man like really like um one of his uh, was it claudio that accidentally hit him or, or whatever and that's all it took for him to leave and just abandon the group i mean <laughs> come on he doesn't well, play well with others happens, like a I, bastard, I guess bro. not i mean it doesn't yeah well there you go. He lives up to his own name. Um, he, so he yeah, like they, they, he, they, he, yeah, they made him look really, really sensitive. Like it, it didn't take much for him to just bail on them. Like, come on. Um, uh, it was okay. I, but I didn't really enjoy it that much overall. Yeah, honestly, I have to say that I'm kind of getting burnt out on these matches too because they're not really topping themselves by adding more and more weird weapons and stuff. You know, it's kind of getting worse and worse and um like i said the beginning of the match the first part where people are trickling in no interest to me whatsoever i, I was kind of not paying attention I was like well i know there's not gonna be an ending in this part so i'll wait till everyone gets in before i start paying attention uh the ending where uh they didn't want to put anyone over they didn't want to actually put the elite over so there's like oh because because pack left that's why blackpool combat club lost so they don't they don't really look bad, I guess, but you know, I think they. I would have liked to have seen a real ending. If it's gonna be war games, it's the end of the feud, right? Supposedly, hope so, hope so. Uh, but you know, I would have liked to have seen somebody win for real and then just end this personally. So that's that. Okay, we did it. Um, 
it was a long war games match so there wasn't things like excuse me blood and guts match but so there wasn't yeah. like as many things on the show as a usual dynamite i usually have like a longer longer list when i have my my notes and my reviews but you know not as much things today um but if we can give a final grade please it's our final stop of the night aw dynamite from july 19th robert i'll give it a c uh, it was, there were there were some good segments. The the very first one was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I if if the if that uh, blood and guts match was better, I probably would have given it a higher grade. But so I'll stick. With All right. That. So Robert gives a raw beating dynamite this week. Yeah. How about you, Ra, Vlad? Raw do, raw does beat dynamite this week. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm we're, I'm completely. I thought this was one of the better dynamites. This was, I thought this was pretty good, actually. I mean, yes, the main event wasn't like the best war games match ever, but it was okay. But everything else, maybe because they tightened it up in the first hour, it was kind of entertaining. It was focused on MJF and Cole mostly. It had that, that Jack Perry and Hook thing that I liked. And the blood and guts was okay. Like, it wasn't the best, but it was all right. You know, I didn't have... I mean, outside of the fact that Moxley's an idiot, I'm gonna give the show B minus. I thought it was one of the better dynamites. So that's high praise. B minus is high praise for me for a dynamite. That's that's pretty good for me. So yeah. Interesting, interesting. I don't I don't think I'm gonna give it that high a grade. I mean, the only thing I really really dug was junk was Jack Perry at the first segment. I think that was good. Also ruined by commentary a bit. Could have been more serious if they had the collision commentary on this on this show sure. and war games or blood and guts didn't really interest me that much i, I also just didn't like this feud overall so sure. um for that reason i'll give it a c plus i'll give it hold on T time out time out is, is this really happening both me and kehan are giving it lower grades than Vlad. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh, I me, enjoyed the show. Hold on, I need to, I need to <laughs> go outside and see if there's a blue moon out, out there, man. Because I just want to explain my reasonings a little bit more right. real quick. Okay. Just real quick. I thought because they focused on people that I actually care about, I think made it like a little bit more of a more tighter show in that sense. Now, the first I hour, so yeah. Okay. Right. I did not okay. care so much about the ending of it, the but it, it is a cage match, and it's you know I am gonna watch it, and it wasn't the worst, you know it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen them do. And obviously, I have a, I don't like a lot of the people involved, as you guys know, Kehan knows this to be a fact because I'm always complaining about them through text message to him, but it wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I, I, the only part I really d did not like outside of the Moxley stuff, bringing in all those stuff, is. Uh, pack just leaving and everybody just freely leaving the cage. But other than that, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. So, anyways, yeah, I'm, maybe that's the reason that I give it a higher grade. It's just that it's focused on people that I actually care about. Okay, all right, all right. I don't know. I thought it was too much blood and guts for me. Too much elite and Blackpool Combat Club. Big, big hour long chunk that I was just kind of not into. So, all right then. Thank you guys so much for coming on. We'll see if we could get Brian on next week so we could have some serious serious discussion about uh, the state of wrestling 
and uh, we'll we'll have that to look forward to next time we meet up and talk more wrestling. We'll uh, we'll also watch the upcoming shows. SummerSlam is coming up kind of soon, I guess. I don't. Anyone have an idea what what date that's coming on? No. I think it's all in right. two, two, SummerSlam is like in two weeks, two weeks from Sunday. Okay, all right. Well, we had an, an ROH today, Death Before Dishonor and SmackDown, and uh, we didn't watch that today. Well, Vlad watched some of it, but we'll cover that on the next Malapart Smart Wrestling Podcast for all you crazy Malapart Smarks out there. We uh, we got you, man. I know we're a day late today, but uh, we we might be changing it up. We, we might not be. We'll see. So, uh I kind of like the Friday thing, but we'll see. I know sometimes we want to go out partying. If you guys have to party on a Friday or you guys got a date, go ahead. You know, it's okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. I'll talk to you guys soon.